Welcome back to Only Just Conversations. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to become a YouTube content creator. And I also share a story that I didn't think would ever see the light of day. Here's a snippet from that. And the waiter comes back and he's like, ooh, I want some of those pictures. Let me get your Snapchat. (laughs) To Lucy. Yeah, so I ended up leaving the restaurant with the waiter. So yeah, if you want to hear more about that story, (laughs) keep listening. This is a very entertaining, but also educational episode. So um, let's dive right in. Even though we just talking, tune in, turn up and listen. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are only just conversations. Yeah, yeah. These are only just conversations. Hello and welcome to Only Just Conversations, a podcast where we have literally conversations (laughs) with amazing, interesting people. Today's guest is one of my closest friends. Her name is LJ. She lives in Michigan in the United States of America. And how we met is quite interesting. So we will be diving into that. But LJ is a content creator. She has recently found her niche, which is true crime. And um, I think she's going to do some big things in the future. So I'm excited as I've mentioned, for this conversation. So LJ, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hi, Lucy. I'm doing great. It's so good to hear your voice. It's always a pleasure to (laughs) talk to you. And I am so excited to be on your podcast. Oh, I'm really happy. Um, So I always start off the podcast by asking how I met the guest, how we first met. Oh, the best. So do you want to start by the best story? I will gladly tell this story. So... (laughs) It all started on the fateful day in, what was it, July of 2015, 16? I think it was, I think it was late June. It was definitely late June because it was definitely June because your birthday. Yeah, we hadn't met prior. (laughs) So it was late June (laughs) and I believe it was 2015. And me and my friend Dion and my sibling Leo were all uh, at VidCon getting ready to uh, go. I think we had just gotten our badges and everything, and we were just like coming back to the main area of the convention uh, where there was like a big VidCon banner. And for those people that for those people that don't know, VidCon is the world's largest video online video convention. So it's a big like YouTuber meetup. Obviously now it's become more like Instagram, TikTok, those kind of things. But it's a convention that happens in Los Angeles um, yearly. Now they have ones in like London, Abu Dhabi and Australia and all these places. But at that point, it was basically just Los Angeles. And um, it was a huge meetup full of panels and talks and meeting creators and um, a really amazing event. So I, I flew over for it and obviously LJ flew over for it but continue (laughs) oh of course and so um it was it just happened to be so that as me Dion and Leo were walking back from getting our press or our badges for the weekend uh this group of two lovely ladies uh came up to us and were asking if we could just take a picture of them in front of the VidCon banner and from there you know we talked for a minute we're like oh do you have a YouTube channel and that's when Lucy said yeah I have only just Lucy and From there, you know, me and her just kind of really got on together so well. Um, It's like Mm. we're long lost sisters. Um, She's my my Northern Ireland sister. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I I, I don't know. It was just kind of like from that moment on, we just kind of instantly became friends. Um, They had like a really weird situation for their room. And I was like, hey, Mm. the more the merrier in my room. Why don't you guys join us? So... <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I flew over to VidCon. It was my 
seven I was turning 18 so I was 17 whenever I went to VidCon um I don't know why my parents let me fly to Los Angeles on my own but they did and it was amazing um but I I was meeting a a girl who I'd been friends with online Alyssa for a really really long time um and we were meant to be staying together in this hotel room what I found out was there were also going to be about 10 other people in this hotel room so I was a bit like oh crap this is not what I imagined this is not what I pictured um I wanted to have like a really like I'd saved up a lot of money I wanted to have a good experience and um I didn't want to be surrounded by party people which I think was that was what that room was going to be I was there to learn and to meet people and to create um I'm not saying that those people weren't but they were also there to drink and party a lot (laughs) (laughs) and um Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and then LJ, I asked her to take a photo. We met, we started chatting um, outside the convention center and became best friends. And um, yeah, we've been friends ever since. Ended up staying in your room in Los Angeles and then ended up traveling. I literally, of Los Angeles. I can't you. even remember how that conversation happened, but like, I feel like we met each other. We talked for like half an hour and then within half an hour, we were like, do you guys want to just stay in our room instead? It was. Yeah. It literally, literally was in, within like 30 minutes of us meeting. We were like going to stay together <laughs> in your hotel room. It was and, just like um, instant remember, friendship immediately. It was, it was the best. So I had two nights booked in a hotel before, um, what I, which I'd stay. I have all the vlogs of this as well. They're on my YouTube channel. Um, I literally have videos from the moment we met. Oh my God, you um, do. Which is, that's so yeah, funny yeah because you had think about it. you were like filming a time lapse when it happened yeah 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 oh my god but, um, oh no but no 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 I was filming no but here's the sad part I was filming the time lapse and I had all the footage of like literally when you first came up to me and that was that first day my footage erased oh, and I had to use your footage right. and I had to use Alyssa's footage to put together a vlog um I had bad luck with footage the entire way through VidCon my memory card went missing or got stolen um, but that's a conspiracy <laughs> from like one of the <laughs> from one of the biggest YouTube parties with like all the most amazing top creators um but my footage uh, my memory card went missing from my camera and then my stolen. camera went missing conveniently too yeah your 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 camera conveniently went missing aka <laughs> stolen um <laughs> I don't know man that this is what we get for Airbnbs exactly but um, yeah, we we connected instantly and I remember us just sitting chatting and then you were like, hey, do you want to go, go for lunch? So then you, we, first of all, listen, I went back to our apartment. I think I got changed into different clothes. And I then believe you picked so. us up. Yeah, because yeah, I had to get a rental. In this, yeah, in this like major massive like minivan. <laughs> oh um, my God. The, the VidCon Uber. So, guys, for those who don't Literally. know, um, we I I was like the only person technically old enough to rent a car, but I still had to get like some sort of extra insurance because, of course, it's like till you're 25, um, mm-hmm. and I was not 25 at the time. So I I had two choices. I had between a four person con- like convertible or a <laughs> nine person like major ass <laughs> van that could fit like everyone. And so I was like, well, we have five people now in our group if we include Lucy and Alyssa. 
So a four-person convertible is not going to work. So I guess I'm going for the nine. And the best part of all was just like, I just kind of became like an Uber driver for like all of the like small YouTubers and like even some big YouTubers. No, not even small, major big YouTubers, LJ. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say we um, I, I had to like drop <sighs> them off at like the YouTuber hotel and they just like let me go, mm-hmm. which would never yeah ever happen now yeah it like it was just crazy like we were at um yeah we went for lunch first of all and I remember that lunch being amazing and we had decided by the end of that that we were staying together for the rest of VidCon um and you and I just clicked on like a whole other level I've just never had somebody creatively understand me like Lucy oh thank you <laughs> um, but then that that evening at vidcon we went to a vip party like a go-kart yes party type thing for what was the agent bbt was it bbtv it, it was agency? either that but or we like went... full screen or something like that i, I think i think it was i actually think it was full screen yeah because our actually, contact that uh, we ended up making there was from full screen so it might have been a full screen event yeah it was it was sorry it was Hold on. I don't want to get it wrong because it isn't, it doesn't matter anyways. It is on my YouTube channel in one of the VidCon vlogs from the first, it was my second vlog, I think. One um, of them. <laughs> oh yeah, because it was, no, it was day one. It was day zero. Remember yeah, we it met was, like. it was day, it was. We met Dom like outside right before it too. Do you remember him? Yeah, we just, I don't, but. Oh, uh, he's like now a bigger <laughs> YouTuber actually, which is kind of funny. Oh Yes. I know who you're dirty Dirty no, it's Dom. Not, it's not it's not Dirty Dom, is it? <laughs> he calls himself that sometimes. I don't know. He's friends with yeah, Keen okay. and JC now. Yes, I know I know exactly who you're talking about. And I remember talking to him and he was like, Are you going to Casey Neinstadt's party tomorrow? And I was like, Yeah. And he was like, Oh, I can't get an invite and then I felt really like fancy and amazing. <laughs> the best. <laughs> yeah. But um I was like, Why do I have an invite and he doesn't? But yeah, he's big now, but um, I just remember going to this like go-karting party and after the party like feeling so comfortable and relieved that I was staying with you in your room and I think was it three or four of us shared no three of us shared a bed it was you and me and Leo in one and, bed and Dion and yeah. Alyssa in the other yeah which so, like we, we to be fair I paid it. for the room so I have no idea how that worked out <laughs> I know <laughs> I do want to say I do want to say I did contribute to the room yes. so it wasn't as if like you weren't having to pay everything but that is not at all what I was like I was just more over implying like <laughs> I know I know I know I I like put the the room in my credit card like on my name you know what I mean yeah. and I was like how did I get to bed with I get two other people <laughs> literally but oh, i just well. don't want audi- the audience thinking being like lucy scammed no lucy, lucy was the best she paid free. probably the most <laughs> like out of my friends um and we were yeah. complete strangers at the beginning so that was very very kind of her just... and the entire time i was like you don't have to pay this much i feel bad like oh fine. no it was like honestly like the best time ever and i my favorite memories are the ones that i had with you at vidcon and then our trip to florida yeah so we we kept in touch after VidCon um, and yeah, just, just kept in touch through social media and did Zoom calls and Skype calls. And then was it two, a year or two years later that I was, I think it was two years later. I think it was 2017 I was, when we got together. Yeah, two years later. Because it was before I um, dated Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. Yeah, so it was two years later. Then we, I was working as a videographer in a summer camp in New York and I had broken up with someone (laughs) 
and LJ was like right after camp let's take a trip so we decided to take a trip to Florida Orlando Florida and it was the best holiday vacation ever that was like when I was in my prime too like I had like was the best at my makeup I've ever been in life I was the skinniest I've ever been in my life (laughs) and just like everything was perfect about that vacation like just felt good looked good was good exactly I can't agree more I think I was like I was feeling like a free brand new person I'd been through a breakup but at the same time I was feeling like I just want to like get out there and be me and 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 I was feeling just confident I think uh again with how I looked how I felt and I was just so happy to be out of the camp site bubble and to be in my favorite place Orlando Florida with you um so yeah we stayed in this amazing hotel had beautiful food we went to Disney Disney Universal and the story I want to tell next yes (laughs) is the Universal City Walk story of course Um, as you do (laughs) right where do I start with this this Universal story is I've never I've never publicly told this before either ever oh no this story is too good so (laughs) so lucy fresh out of a breakup um we went to universal studio we were going to get some fancy beef beef what is it called beef footage b-roll b-roll thank you good god yeah (laughs) we were getting some city walk yeah city walk for dinner Um, Uh, you know i was just vlogging behind lucy the entire time just following her around like her paparazzi people kept coming up to us (laughs) thinking she was famous it was a lot of fun we like definitely pranked at least like 10 people like yeah she's a huge youtube vlogger like huge huge like just you know i know inflated i remember i remember these little boys wanting to take photos with me and i was like (laughs) like little boys (laughs) it was really funny and then uh we went to margaritaville for dinner and while we were there we had a server who was probably around my age maybe like Mm -hmm. 24 or so at the time maybe 26 at like the oldest yeah and i was i was just turned 19 ish i think 19 (laughs) in a couple of months but um yeah Yeah. continue (laughs) so um we just you know started mingling with the server if you will um maybe lucy was a little bit flirtatious here or there (laughs) Uh, as she ordered her, you know, wonderful uh, entree and drink. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there happened to be a moment where during dinner, a cat just happened to be in the restaurant. That we were sitting, Um, we were sitting outside. I want to preface, preface, preface. Also, I didn't realize, I was actually, I think I was actually 20. I'm not 100% sure. But I think you were 20 because I was like, how are you not 21 yet? Like, I feel like I've known you for 80 years. Yeah. But anyways, this this bartender served us drinks anyways. And we had gorgeous margaritas. I think I had strawberry peach or something amazing like that. Yes. I Um, think I had a daiquiri. Oh, it was so good. And yeah, we ordered. I remember the nachos being incredible as well. But anyways, I'm just hungry right now. That's why I'm saying that. Um, A cat walks into the restaurant and you can continue the story <laughs> sounds like a knock knock joke like a cat walks into the bar <laughs> um but no for real guys a cat walks into the bar and i'm just like amazed because i'm missing my cats from home of course at this point because we've been in california or i'm sorry in florida for like three four days at this point mm-hmm. and i'm like oh my god there's a cat and i like immediately like race over to the cat start taking pictures of it and, like, all of the staff, like, comes over and is, like, watching me, like, interact with this cat. 
And then Lucy's snapping a bunch of photos, too, at the same time. And then the waiter comes back and he's like, ooh, I want some of those pictures. Let me get your Snapchat (laughs) to Lucy. Um, And then from there, the... (laughs) <laughs> we we eventually left. We gave him a very pretty tip. Um, yeah. I can't remember no, exactly what our total came I know, to. I remember. I remember this. Um, I give you or I PayPal'd you or something that, that you know the fifty percent for the dinner. We split it, but you had like or no, I gave you cash because all I had was like twenty dollar bills and ten dollar bills, but you only had a one hundred dollar bill. Right. So I, I remember think the bill you, was like fifty. I think we like tipped him fifty. Like whatever our bill was, we doubled it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just remember you giving me and you saying you pay, like as if yes. I was I was <laughs> I was the queen bee. And um, I remember like handing over the check, which had like one hundred dollar bill and a fifty dollar <laughs> bill. That's right. That's right. It was like seventy five dollars, and so we tipped like whatever, like you know, crazy. I think sixty five bucks. I just remember giving, yeah, it was just mad. Um, but I just remember his eyes being like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Big spender over here. <laughs> so from there, you know, uh, Snapchat flirtation uh, happened. Mm-hmm. And um, at, at some point, we just all decided to meet up after his shift. <laughs> yeah, so I ended up leaving the restaurant with the waiter. <laughs> Yes, uh, and we yeah, just so- carried on around City Walk for quite some time. He was yeah. gonna get us into like Universal again because he yeah. had like a friend that worked there, right? Yeah. So I remember just walking around Universal City Walk, and you, you were like, "I gotta do a phone call." And then <laughs> I remember you just deciding to walk like ages behind us so that me and him had like our alone time. And um, I remember you like. You snapped a photo on your phone and the flash went off. <laughs> well, I, I played it up well, though, because I was like, oh, it's all B-roll. I just need uh, footage for, you know, your vlog. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. Because you um, are the famous YouTuber here. <laughs> I'm just your assistant. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, so we have, like, photos and videos from this. And, I mean, you and I... We had a call a couple weeks ago where I brought up this story and we just wet ourselves laughing about it. And whenever I went and found like the videos of me and him standing by the universal universal sign and and on a surfboard, like the most random stuff ever. I literally was crying when we like yeah. went through this story the last time. It was amazing. Oh, it's just so funny. I still have them on Snapchat. Oh my God. You should like, message literally. him and just be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> Yeah, I should. Do you know what I'm just gonna do? I'm just gonna message him this podcast link, and that's it. <laughs> Perfect. I can't wait. He's gonna be like, "Wait, you were 21." <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't 21. <laughs> I was Oops. 19. Uh, it's fine. You know what? In your country, it's legal. Yeah, exactly. But that's you know, yeah, whatever. I don't think he's really, he would be concerned about the drinks, but anyways. Um. It's, it's been years. It's at this point, there's no, I think the, what is it called? But like the statue of limitation is over at this point. Yeah, whatever. But anyways, he was <laughs> lovely. Um, and that was one of the funniest, funniest memories. Um, I just hope everyone that was listening to the podcast enjoyed. Okay, yes. so um, question for you. What was your first impression when you met me? And then I'll do one for you. Ooh, my first impression was I thought you were like actually a huge YouTuber. 
first? Like, like Why? not exaggerating. Uh, well, because you had, I think you still, I think you had either like 900 or like a thousand subscribers when we first met. And yeah, I only had like 300 big. when we met. I only had like 300 when we met. Yeah. So for me, like, I was like, she has a thousand. She can monetize. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I was, just thought I was so cool. I was like, oh, yeah. like, she's awesome. And, like, and then you were, like, showing me artsy stuff, like, on, like, how to shoot B-roll and stuff, which I had, like, oh, never yeah. done before. And I was like, oh, my God, she's, like, actually good at YouTube. Like, I need to be friends with this person. Aww, thank <laughs> you. I loved, oh, I loved, I still love producing videos, but back then it was just, like, my everything was YouTube right. and vlogging and content creation and learning new editing stuff. Like, I still love all that so much. And I get into such periods where I'm so deep into it, but I haven't produced a vlog. I haven't produced a vlog since sort of the end of February after the summit, the Only Just Media Summit, but I'm I'm mm-hmm. going to get back into it. I have to. Um, but yeah, I remember at that time I had like a small, I don't want to say fan base, but I did have a small group of followers that were at VidCon and I remember doing this like meetup with them and just feeling like on top of the world being like, I want to speak at VidCon in the I future. remember that. I remember we were both so determined for like next year to like both have like 50, oh, yeah. like K and like, be, yeah. <laughs> like all these I unrealistic just... goals that like you know it, it it's possible it's just like you have to be very consistent you have to upload every week at least once if not a couple times so yeah you that's know, the, the thing consistency the dream in the eyes was a little bit bigger than uh, the yeah uh, follow the through at that point. yeah <laughs> yeah the follow through i think that's the biggest thing about youtube like consistency is everything and then there's so much like more to it now than there was back then it was a lot easier then that it is now in terms of now like your title matters so much more your thumbnail your 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 hashtags like your tags to get discovered like and how much you're using the platform matters in terms of how fast you can grow um I think so too I think people like bingeable content so I think my biggest goal for my personal channel at this point is just making enough content so that people can binge it so that's my biggest goal right now over the next couple months or two is like I want to putting out at least one episode of the podcast if not like two episodes of like filler episodes of just like extra content for people so that way they have like that bigger pool of videos that are fresh that are new that are fun that are related (laughs) um Mm -hmm. that's to just keep that audience it's, it's finding yeah it's finding your niche building building loads of content and I think People get disheartened when they don't get like a certain amount of views on their first, second, third video. But I think it's like, there's a quote by a YouTuber, I think it was Roberto Blake. And he said that, make 100 videos and see where you're at then. Like, don't judge yourself before you've really given yourself to it. You As know? I look at my channel and, I'm a- and I have 172 <laughs> No, but I preach this to you all the time about how like you're right though. You, I don't have a hundred on any certain topic. Then that's I think yeah. my biggest fatal flaw is like I have a hundred videos, but they're all everywhere. They're like fifty singing, fifty vlogs, fifty. Yeah, so that's the thing. Other things like, but you 
you uploaded them you uploaded them very spontaneously as well you weren't on like a strict strict schedule this is the first time i've ever had a schedule i've never had a schedule before yeah and i've been on youtube since 2007 so that's i think that's one of the biggest things is having that schedule for content then producing content within a certain niche so that the videos are similar which makes them bingeable 100 um and then but then the other things that obviously matter are your tags your description your hashtag sorry your um why can't I think right now? Description, thumbnail. Thumbnail. <laughs> thumbnail and your and title. Like all those things do matter. I, um, oops, sorry. But yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. No, continue, um, continue. The only other thing that I want to preface before uh, you, anybody who's listening ever thinks about going into YouTube is consistency matters. So if you can't be consistent, yeah. this is not the best field for you because every YouTuber yeah. misleads new YouTubers by saying the hardest one is your first one. Hell no. The hardest mm-hmm. one is the second, the mm-hmm. third, the 10th, the 15th, the 27th. It's staying consistent. It's doing it yeah. every single week, making it part of your r- routine so that it doesn't feel like a chore, so that it's a passion. That mm-hmm. is the hardest part is making sure you're doing it, A, for the right reasons, because it fuels you, because it's a passion project. And B, if it makes you money at the end of the day, then that is a bonus, but it's not the root cause of why you're doing it. Yeah. I friggin' love that. Like, it's so... It couldn't be more true. And I think that's something I've majorly considered... Like, majorly struggled with in the past. Um, And I am trying... Like, at the moment, for example, I am bulk recording content. So, podcast content, video content, so that then, eventually, I will be able to keep a consistent schedule without having to necessarily record every week. And I think that's something that people struggle with is getting that time to record and edit every single week because some weeks are more, you know, busier than others. Um, 100%. So I think bulk recording can be a really good thing, um, which is why, like, I'm recording this podcast, what's today's date? The 5th of June. And this might be going out in, like, three, four, five weeks' time, um, just depending on how many more I can get done within the next week or so. Um, because I don't want to miss a week because when you miss a week um, I think people don't judge you as highly um, it makes you look I think a bit unprofessional whereas if you keep your to your schedule people know what to expect every week exactly and you're meeting their expectations by uploading it almost becomes like a tv show you know like if you're exactly. watching cable tv you expect your show to be back every single monday mm-hmm. every single wednesday the same thing is with youtube once somebody yeah. buys in and finally hits that subscribe button they are expecting new content every single week at least once a week if not multiple times a week that is the point of them hitting that subscribe button is for more content they don't care about your past videos they don't care if you have 200 mm-hmm. 500 on your channel they care about what's next what's new yeah a hundred percent I mean it couldn't be more true and I also upload days what do you find is the best upload day for you that's one one question I find (laughs) right now it's a little difficult because I just restarted my channel I've been kind of inactive for the last two years I took some personal time you know sometimes with YouTube I think every person has this phase where it kind of gets to you like the idea of being in the public eye Um, and just like some of the challenges that come along with it. And for a while there, I was like, I don't want that. I don't want publicity. I don't want people like knowing my personal life. I want to be private. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of took a little bit of time to kind of get away from that. But for me, uploading wise, I think right now I've been doing Wednesdays and it's been pretty good. I've heard a lot of YouTubers, um, in like some of the masterclasses I've been taking have been saying Monday, Wednesday, and sometimes Friday are the best days for uploading. Yeah. 
Um, and they also recommend not uploading on an hour, but on a half hour. That's been ah. the biggest tips is um, most people upload at 3, 4, and 5 o'clock. So if you upload yeah. at 3.30, 4.30, or 5.30, you won't be just one out of another 20 notifications. That's pretty cool. That's cool. I've heard um, Sundays are... Were, remember whenever Sundays was the upload day? It like was when, for everybody in Britain. <laughs> like it well, was the yeah, British crew yeah. upload That's day. That's the thing. It was all like Zoella, Alfie, Marcus. like Sug all Sunday. The, exactly. It, Sundays were the day. Um, it still is. Like Sundays, I feel like the days that I probably go for YouTube the most are Sundays, Mondays, and Wednesdays. Yeah. I find. Um, yeah. That's that's my my thing anyways. Anyways, I forgot to answer the question, your first impression, my first impression of you. Um, yes. The, the word that comes to my mind is warm. Aww. That is the number one thing that comes to my mind. I think I, it was, as I said, my first time traveling alone and I was in Los Angeles of all places. And Los Angeles is very different from Northern Ireland. Um, and uh, since I arrived, <laughs> there was a lot of things that went wrong um, with accommodation, um, people, that's as far as I'm going to dive into that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but when I found LJ, I was like, yes, thank goodness. Salvation. <laughs> exactly. My hero. <laughs> um, and then my yeah, you were just you were just amazing. And my mom loves you, like loves you. Um, I love your mom, too. I can't believe I haven't met her yet because in my head I've met her like 10 times. I know. But um, <laughs> yeah, we yeah, you were just, I think, warm, friendly um, you were so excited and passionate about YouTube and content creating. And I think that's, you know, that's the best, best way to be. Um, and I think what I, I want to focus on that a little bit because a lot of people get caught up in the success of YouTube and having to be someone or be something. But the reality is you can have, it depends on what your version or your definition of success is. And I think for you and I, it's happiness and creating what we love to create and definitely that is what fuels our passion um like I haven't got a record number of subscribers I think like as I said I haven't produced in a while let me actually look up right now only just Lucy I have I've produced hundreds of videos on my YouTube channel I have 1.27 thousand subscribers oh my video just played in my ear yeah I have like 1,300 subscribers um which I'm grateful for every single one of those people but whenever you compare it to the people that have millions and hundreds of thousands of subscribers that can definitely get you down um and I choose to not let it get me down so I'm very much focused on just creating generally brilliant content and I think my reason why for creating content is so that in the future I can show my life to my grandchildren um and say this is what I was doing when I was your age. This is what, like, how I spent my 18th birthday or my 21st birthday. And these are my friends and these are the places I traveled. I love that idea. Love that. Um, and I've met some phenomenal friends for you, through YouTube that now are also content creators. And whenever we vlog together, it is the most special, amazing feeling. Um, and then I also am able to share my voice and share my knowledge and my skills um, and advise people and educate people. So... I just love it and I think if you focus on those things the numbers do not matter and the people will come to you no matter what um I don't know what your thoughts are on that um I think yeah you feel very similarly to me yeah I mean for me um success is very similar um you know for me success 
is feeling creatively inspired. And when I work on something, it doesn't feel like work. If I feel like I don't want to edit, if I feel like I don't want to film, then I don't film, then I don't Mm -hmm. edit. Um, I make sure that I give myself at least once one day a week to spend all day doing everything. So I Mm can, so Sundays are my film edit research day. I do everything in that day. Um, if I don't already have something planned for that week, um, I've spent 15 hours in a whole day, just like spending the entire day from 8am until midnight working on a video and Mm -hmm. the entire time I was passionate about it. However, um, if I wasn't, then I wouldn't be spending that time on it. Um, I think for me, uh, it has to be something that you love. If you don't love what you're making, then you're going to hate every minute of it. It's going to feel like a chore and Mm -hmm. it'll come through through in your videos. You will not seem like you're having a good time. You will not get a good audience because people can sense that kind of thing. And I think that'll make it a lot harder. I think for me in my past with YouTube, I kind of tried to do everything. I would make challenge videos, singing videos, uh, vlog videos, a little bit of everything. And that was a detriment to me because Mm -hmm. when someone subscribed, they subscribed for one video that they liked the content on. And then the next video would turn them off because it's not what they came for in the first place. And so for me, finding a niche was the best thing I could have ever done for my channel. Uh, When I started back up on YouTube about two weeks ago I had 650 subscribers and I'm now at 823 which it doesn't sound like a lot but it's insane how fast I've grown just by creating a niche for myself so that people know what they're signing up for when they click subscribe. Finding a niche is definitely I mean it's key I think to a lot of these things um I do think you can experiment and you can try different things like throughout my YouTube channel I have tried everything really um (laughs) and I think that has helped me really identify my my interests and my passions um and problems that i can solve and yeah just find what i love doing the most and for me that is documenting um documenting my life like my career my relationships with friends um that is what i love i love the most um and i feel like i'm i'm still developing my message i'm still developing the type of content i want to create type of voice i want to have the impact i want to have and we actually talked about this earlier on today but um i think that's the first step is to identify your your passions identify your interests what do you love the most and then creating content from that should be a lot easier if that and i think the thing that like a lot of people don't realize is that there is more than one way to show your creativity in a video than just Mm -hmm. doing that activity. Um, Let me give you an example. For me, my channel is about true crime. And one of my passions in life that has nothing to do with true crime is painting. I love painting. I found out about this hobby (laughs) during quarantine and I have like not looked back since. I literally paint at least once a week, if not more than that. And so one of the ways I've incorporated my painting into my YouTube channel is by having it as the background. It's just my backdrop now. And so it's just a cute little way to like add a little extra layer of who I am to my videos. People don't know, I don't mention it, but if they do, maybe they comment and they say, oh, I like that painting, where'd you get it? Oh, I made it, I did that. That's something that I do. That's part of how I can express myself in another way, in another layer for you guys. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I think. Oh, finding your niche is key. Um, do you have any particular tips on how you find your niche? 
um, or advice for people to find their own niche when it comes to content creating social media? Yeah, I have two pieces of advice. Um, The first one is to try everything. A lot of people are too scared. They think, uh, you know, I only know stuff about sports or something, or I only know about fitness, right? That's the only thing that I know a lot about. So I have to start a fitness channel. And that's not true. A lot of people like beginners because when you're a beginner at something, you know exactly what you need to know as a beginner and what somebody else would want to know. So you can tailor your videos while you're learning something. And that's almost better as a new person for something because you aren't going to be a subject matter expert. So you can kind of tailor it to a dumbed down uh, explanation. It can be a little bit more user-friendly, easier to understand at that beginning stage. So I personally think try anything, whatever you have any interest on, give it a shot. Try shooting a video. You don't have to put it up if you don't like it, yes. but give yourself that opportunity to go through and have that creative process and try it. Yeah. I mean, and the second thing is know what you like. So whatever you are watching on YouTube, that could be one of your areas that you can branch out into. Mm -hmm. I watch a lot of true crime channels myself. That's what inspires me. I find them relaxing, which is kind of (laughs) weird, but I do. I find them relaxing. I enjoy listening to the stories. They inspire me. They are interesting. I want to help solve them if I know anything or, you know, I don't. But (laughs) if there's any way I can help in any way, I want to help. And so that is why I created this as my niche, because I thought that I could inform people, I could entertain people, and I could try to help a community that needs help. I love it. Love it. I mean, the first point for me is is really key, because when I first started on YouTube, I mean, my, my first video was me singing Baby by Justin Bieber. Yeah which is much same <laughs> no like literally I think mine was uh never shout never your biggest fan yeah and i remember he liked the video and i like l- died of happiness oh, no, I, I, would, like, I would he saw it yeah no i would not be alive at all um but i remember seeing justin bieber doing his kid draw videos where he produced singing covers so then i literally started doing the exact same thing and um i did that for probably about two years um, I was horrifically bullied while doing it. No one, like in my school, for example, made me feel horrific about it. Horrible, gave me terrible depression and anxiety. Um, to the point when I, you know, went to attempt suicide. Um, but I powered through that, and from that, I went from creating singing videos to music videos, and then I went from music videos to learning how to edit. So then I started doing more vlogs. And I feel like I was doing a bit of like Zoella type videos as well, um, like hauls. And I remember doing like lush hauls with bath bombs and um, tips to create the most epic summer birthday party, like stuff like that. Um, and I love doing all of that very much lifestyle stuff. And then I um, recently have just focused more on myself, my life, my friends, my career. Um, and I feel like I have a lot of ideas and I've planned a lot of videos out Um that are more career-based and social media-based, um, life lessons, stuff like that, that hopefully will be going up. Um, then I'm going to, well, I'm going to try film basically over the next month or two um, so I can get back into it again. But it just proves that your your niche changes over the years. Like I started on YouTube over 10 years ago. Um, I started in 2000, I think it was 2009. Um, so yeah. I mean, it couldn't yep. be more true. 2007 over here. So mm-hmm. I feel you on that one. Yeah. 
it's crazy to think about like the first video on my channel i was like 15 and like uh, or and i'm about to be 27 you know what i mean or yeah. i was 13 14 i don't even know anymore i know but, it's crazy and i've also had like five youtube channels in my life so yeah. uh there are there's some pretty bad in- stuff on the internet <laughs> <laughs> that's not true well i had um i had lula bella which was my first one um, which is all the singing videos and the music videos. It's still up. Some of the videos are still on there, but I did delete most of them, but due to the bullying that I got, and I wish I wouldn't have. I wish I still had that Justin Bieber video. Um, then I started a collab channel because they were a really hot thing. It was called Those Collab Kids. And it was Alyssa, who I actually went to VidCon with, was one of the hosts on Those Collab Kids. And that's how we became friends. Um, and then I went on to start Only Just Lucy because I was getting so much bullying from Lula Bella that I was like, I just want to be called Lucy. Just Lucy. And originally it was Just Lucy and then it was Only Just Lucy a couple of days later. But um, no. yeah, that's that's how that started. You know, we, we go through Mine. stages and different channels and different niches. We find them along the way. Mine is embarrassing. You ready? My first channel was LJJB X Hello Beautiful. Oh my gosh. Because of the Jonas Brothers. I thought it was Justin I Bieber. Was that so. Nope, Jonas Brothers, not Justin Bieber. They were not he was a uh, still a little pubescent child at that time. <laughs> um that was not on YouTube. <laughs> uh that was back in 2004 or 5 when I created that one, Jeez. like super long ago. Yes, like was YouTube initial. What, what year was YouTube created? I don't think it was that old. It was 2006 at the like latest that I made that channel, I think. Yeah. Like wow. it was an old channel. Mm. Um and it was like my channel so that I could like watch Jonas Brother videos literally. Mm-hmm. Like that was the point of it. Oh my gosh. Um and then I started uploading to it like Jonas Brother related stuff uh-huh. and I remember one of my videos was like suggested right next to the Jonas Brother video and I about shit my pants cuz it got like 10k views or something oh and I was losing my mind. Do you remember you could um, you could film you could upload a response to it, a YouTube it was a video. response video. Yeah. That's what it was that like got all the views and yeah. I was like, holy crap, I'm famous. I love it. <laughs> yeah. YouTube. So YouTube, it was created in February 14th, 2005, 15 years ago, which is just okay. crazy. So yeah, it was 2006 then, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. that I made that I YouTube it. channel. It was like the year after, so. Amazing. Um, I just, that is so crazy to think I've literally been on the platform that long. I know, it's just mad. Um, I remember, yeah, so for anyone that doesn't know, YouTube used to have a feature where you could upload a response video or link a response video to someone's video it was like sort of above the comment section um and that was the best way to get people to see your content i remember i just used to yes. like i would i remember one time there was this youtuber whose name was christian beatles and i was in love with him like properly fan- i wrote a fan fiction about him like that's how much i was in love with him um and that fan fiction let me just say got three hundred thousand listeners no readers oh, <laughs> three hundred thousand readers on wattpad so i was a famous writer back in the day and I found that fan fiction a couple of weeks ago and it was horrific. So um, <laughs> we'll not talk about that. My life. Yeah, it was so crazy. Um, so I cringy. literally, I wrote a Jonas Brother fanfic too. And it had, I don't remember how many views, not that many at all. But yeah, <laughs> I remember people would mad. like comment on it every week. Like, give me the next chapter. Yes. And I'm like, I don't know how to end this story. How do I end it? Oh, uh, honestly, it was the best days whenever, because Wattpad, for anyone that doesn't know, it's a an app and a website that you can write books on and when you can sort of publish one chapter at a time and you can build a fan base that 
I literally wrote, read everything. Um, every felt like so many good fanfics where I would be commenting, being like, "I want the next chapter now," and then you would get a notification on your phone saying, "Like, um, Harry Styles fan XO has <laughs> or there was a, a girl on it." Some people will know this. Imaginator One D. Some people will know that. Um, she would upload a new chapter, and I would get a notification. I'd be like, "Oh my goodness!" And I would have to just sit down and read the next chapter, and then freak out afterwards. But, um, anyways, totally unrelated. Um, I remember this guy, Christian Beatles, who I wrote the fan fiction about. Um, I uploaded a singing video of me as a response to one of his videos, and he went on and commented on my singing video, oh my saying God. like, "This is amazing" or something. And I died, like, properly died for days. And that video got loads of like good reaction on it and people liked watching it etc um so yeah that that was a great feature but it's it's gone now so yeah i don't know if lucy has any singing videos available anymore or not but lucy has a really good voice for all of you guys that don't know like it's surprisingly good because not that i don't think you would have a normal like good singing voice but like it's like way better than you would have ever just expected just normally like if that makes any sense like you just have, like, a really good voice that, like, is an unexpectedly good voice. I really appreciate that. I think it's just because, like, the accent, you, your accent isn't as thick when you sing. Mm, so, like, true. hearing your talking voice, if that makes sense, like, it doesn't sound like a song, kind mm. of. I don't know if that makes any sense. But. <laughs> no, I understand what you mean. But here's, here's something interesting about my voice. Depending on the person I'm having a conversation with, I will, I think I, I take on some of their accent. So whenever I talk with you, I become more American in my accent and I don't do it on purpose that's funny that you said that and I don't because I purpose. and people sometimes I showed my sorry sorry I keep cocking okay. okay. no what I was saying is that people sometimes will hear me for example doing a podcast right now with you and they'll be like why is she talking a bit American like especially Northern Irish people they'll be like what happened to her accent <laughs> but it's literally I don't know what it is whenever I talk to my friend Melanie Murphy who's really Irish I start talking like her she starts talking like me when I talk with my friend Natalie who's Australian I take on some of her like twang and when I talk with you with you it's the worst I don't know what you do, but it's the worst <laughs> where I start talking so American and I don't do it on purpose. It's just who I am and what I do. So if anyone's listening to this it's being like, funny. why is Lucy talking American? It's just because of LJ. So deal with it. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> My corruption is here for you. <sighs> That's amazing. I love it. Well, uh, my lunch break is about to end soon, so we should probably start wrapping it up in a minute. Okay, cool. Um, so then next, really like quick question for you, um, which mm, is a little bit deep. What are you more afraid of, failure or success, and why? Ooh, I think the reason I stopped doing YouTube was because I was afraid of success. Mm. Um, I think that was like my biggest fear was like, what happens if this actually all goes on and like what happens if I actually did get you know a couple thousand maybe a million subscribers Mm -hmm. um and that like was always like a little bit of a fear of mine and I think that always put me in the position to fail because I was never really a hundred percent committing to YouTube I never gave myself a schedule like my entire time on my channel I've had it like I said almost 13 years and I never made a schedule yeah um because I just didn't want the success that I did want Mm -hmm. I was just too afraid of it you wanted the success but you didn't want the the things that come along with that success 
Does that make sense? Exactly. I wanted to be successful in my own right. I wanted to have a following. I wanted to have, you know, people that would like always want to talk to me. I wanted all of the like, you know, flashy parts of the fame, but I didn't want the responsibility of the fame, if that makes sense. And I think at this point, it's not even about fame anymore. I think for me, I would be content if I had, you know, once I get 1,000 subscribers, that is like my goal. Like Mm. I want 1,000 subscribers because at that point, it doesn't really matter how big your audience is. Like you are able to make YouTube your full-time thing. And like, if you happen to get a lot of views on one video and like not translate to subscribers, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So my goal, and it has and always will be to get 1000 subscribers. Once I hit that point, it's not going to be a big deal to me. Like I just kind of have always wanted to hit that one zero 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 threshold. Um, and I think for me, like success is kind of all about what you make it. So Mm. if I, Like, for instance, right now, while I'm still growing, my biggest goal is to hit 10 subscribers a day. If I can hit that, then I'm like, perfect. I like made my goal. Um, See, that's now that I think you're worth. I think you're worth way more than a thousand subscribers. And I think you deserve way more than that, especially the amount of effort and the amount of time and the quality of your content. I think you will find more than that. And I think you're setting yourself too low because you're scared of that success. Well, Thank you. Um, I'm not (laughs) opposed to it anymore at this point. I think that was the biggest thing was I was always like too afraid to put myself out there and have a bigger following. Um, But now that's like that is like my goal like to hit. And then from there, I feel like I can start setting bigger goals and bigger goals. And I think as long as you in your brain have like your vision of success. And right now my vision of success today, like in 90 days, my goal is to have that thousand subscriber hit. Mm -hmm. And so from that point on, after 90 days from now, if I have hit it, then wonderful. Like that is success in my eyes and I can set my next goal. Uh, If I don't, then I need to reevaluate that goal. I need to see, okay, what am I doing? Am I not consistent anymore with YouTube? Am I, Mm -hmm. you know, focusing my attention on other platforms? Am I doing x y and z wrong um and so just kind of like analyzing that information and that goal and having a sort of kind of just like some some sort of idea on how you're going to like work towards that goal um success Mm -hmm. is kind of like a moving uh you'll never actually hit success in my opinion because you're constantly going to be changing what success means to you and so as long as you're willing to give yourself time to go on that ride and you constantly challenge yourself, then I think you're automatically successful by putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, I love that answer. I, as I said, I do feel like you're setting yourself short. I feel like you can reach way more than a thousand subscribers, but I don't think you should validate yourself from the numbers either. And I'm not sure that you are doing that. That's not what I'm saying. But I think you create fantastic content and you have a really good strategy in place now for growing your channel like how you reach out to people and um, the type of content you make is very clickable it's very current and then you have um a really good way to grow organically and through ads because of the the taglines you can use associated to your content so i think you can grow a lot faster because you have your niche and your niche is something that is current something that is trending something that is popular and it's always there's always going to be new things for you to cover with true crime and you know the cases and whatnot even current news stories I know you've started doing that lately like Mm -hmm. there's no end to that there's always going to be cases that you can cover um which I think 
it leads you to be discovered a lot easier because these are things people are already talking about I think the other good thing about my niche is that it's not saturated. So I know a lot of people that try to go into the lifestyle or the beauty community, and there are Mm -hmm. a trillion beauty community people. You know, there is a trillion lifestyle YouTubers. It's really hard to stick out in a community that's saturated. So, you know, like if you are trying to create a channel, think about what else you like. You clearly like more than just like you know, putting on clothes, like not to say anything mean about Mm -hmm. lifestyle videos, but you know what I mean? Like there's more to you than just like buying clothes or like having a haul video or having like your skin routine. Like those are good things, but like there's a hundred million of those videos already on the internet. I don't need one from somebody who has two to 20 subscribers. However, Mm. if you want to put out a video on like how to crochet a blanket, how to make a painting, how to... You know, the the opportunities are endless out there of content that isn't already made. You just yeah. need to find it. And that's kind of what I love about true crime is like, I can only list maybe 10 to 15 true crime YouTubers that I know of. Well, yeah, 100%. I think finding a niche that isn't, isn't covered necessarily as much as beauty and lifestyle is definitely an easier way to success. Um, but I do also believe that if you are someone within the beauty community um and who wants who wants to be and who's talented enough and dedicated enough i feel like you will find your voice in your platform and people will start following you if you're 100%. if you're talented enough and if you're dedicated enough so i think you could you can go into any industry but you just have to be aware that it's probably going to be a little bit harder and you're going to have to work a bit harder but if you're willing to do that and you're talented enough you will be able to establish yourself And finding creative new ideas. So that's not Mm -hmm. to ever say like you can't be a lifestyle video maker. You can't be a beauty maker. But find something new. Make a creative spin. Try something different. Maybe incorporate two different things with that. If you like makeup, you know, like one of the new true crime YouTubers who recently came up is Bailey Sarian. And Mm -hmm. she mixes murder mystery and makeup and everyone loves it she's getting such a great response i think she like Mm. shot up from like 40k to like a million in like a couple of months because it's just so different um so finding some way to showcase your niche uh, Mm -hmm. but making it slightly different something new and exciting will really really you know bring something new out and make it a lot easier for you to kind of grow a following yeah that's great advice um, I think that's everything for this podcast. I think we've talked for about an hour. Yes, um, I gotta get we back can to definitely, work. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get back to work. We can definitely do follow-up episodes in the future. So um, I hope everyone has enjoyed this episode of the podcast with LJ. You can find her at... My YouTube channel is Laura Jean Online. That is where I post all the time. I post definitely once a week on Wednesdays at 4 p.m., And I am working on developing a second to third video a week in the next coming of weeks. So if you uh, are listening to this after June, you are in luck because I should already be doing that. You will already be doing that. Wonderful. Yes, I will be. We are going to (laughs) affirm that I'm doing it. Uh, Laura Jean Online is everything. Or you can find my true crime podcast at BTYL True Crime. That is a B-T-Y-L behind the yellow line, uh, mm-hmm. true crime. Yeah. Um, so she's fantastic. Um, LJ is a very passionate, amazing individual, and I hope you have enjoyed listening to her chat. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Only Just Conversations. You can follow me at, at Only Just Lucy or Only Just Media. And um, that's everything. Thank you so much for listening and for joining my journey.
Bye. We gon' break bread right now. You can get fed right now. Pipe down. Travel the world, live and learn. Never know when it might be your turn. Take a chance and believe it. Bleed it when the dream come, you seize it. Until the dream becomes the air that you breathe, and that's how bad you need it. Over here, ain't no quitting. Ain't no reason. Ain't no switching. That's how we live. Tune in, turn it up, and make sure you listen. Over here, ain't no quitting. Ain't no reason. Ain't no switching. Even though we just talking. Tune in, turn up and listen Ah yeah, ah yeah, ah yeah These are only just conversations Yeah, yeah These are only just conversations Yeah, yeah These are only just conversations What you listening to? Only just conversation Only just conversation Only just conversation